Hello and welcome to Local and Vocal, a Green Bay Area podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lee. On the show, we'll be speaking with two influential women who are focused on abortion rights and politics in Wisconsin right now. Several nonprofit and advocacy groups are organizing a series of events across the Badger State this month called Rally for Our Rights. Wisconsin, again, is in the national spotlight with our nonpartisan state Supreme Court race. Voters head to the polls April 4th. To talk about the implications and outcome of this very important race is former state treasurer Sarah Godlewski and also Green Bay obstetrician and gynecologist Dr. Kristen Lyerly. Sarah and Kristen, thank you for joining us here on Local and Vocal. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having us. Well, this is my first show having all guests virtual, so thank you both for joining us today here. Um, Sarah, we'll start with you here. Uh, You are in Madison, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to lately. Well, I will tell you, Terry, I've not been bored since I uh, left my the state treasurer's office at the beginning of January this year. Um, as a lot of people in this state might have heard, we've got a big election coming up on April 4th. And look, something that is so important that we know the Supreme Court has a loud voice on is our rights. And that's what's on the ballot. Like, like what we are going to be voting on on April 4th is who's going to actually control the Supreme Court. Is it the liberal candidates? Is it the conservative candidates? Like, who will that be? And for me, this is something that I think a lot of people have talked about. It is reproductive rights. It's voting rights. It's LGBTQ plus rights. It's even environmental and water rights. And so... Um, I've been pretty busy at Terry. We started an organization called Women Win Wisconsin, and we are organizing rallies across the state to really address these attacks on our rights. Because I will tell you, we're not backing down. Um, We want these rights, and the Supreme Court and this election is going to help us take those back. Dr. Larley, our paths cross quite regularly. Um, you are part of a group of physicians called Committee to Protect Healthcare uh, and also uh, host a segment on Up North News called Hometown Health. What have you been up to lately? So much. Just like Sarah, as things were getting a little quieter after we, you know, luckily were able to reelect Governor Evers and reelect Josh Call, and we felt the momentum of what the potential was for the Supreme Court race. Sarah and I put our heads together and we were just thinking, you know, what are some things that we can individually do as women in the state who care deeply about Wisconsinites? I mean, Sarah is only a fifth generation Wisconsinite. I'm a sixth generation Wisconsinite. Like we truly care about the people of Wisconsin and about what's happening to this state with our proud progressive tradition of working together to make lives to make our lives better so all of the different things that we've been working on i mean sarah mentioned so many incredible things i've been doing tons of stuff hometown health is a great little segment that i do with pat kreitlow on thursday mornings Um, i'm working in southwestern minnesota for my job because i'm an intervener on the attorney general's case Uh, regarding the 1849 criminal abortion ban, which of course has no exceptions with, except for the life of the mother. But unfortunately, women don't have a warning button that comes on and tells them 
that their life is in danger. So that is such a political football and it makes it really hard to take care of patients in Wisconsin. Abortion is part of standard healthcare that we provide for our patients. It's, you know, part of infertility care. It's part of miscarriage management. It's part of helping people who have complicated pregnancies and you just can't tease it out from the rest of that. So unfortunately, because I'm part of this um, really, really important lawsuit, I can't work in Wisconsin. So I've got to work in a state that respects women and is, uh, is safe for me. And that's why I'm in Minnesota. And there are tons of other things, too. I mean, I could go into it and talk about it forever. But, Terry, you've got other questions that you want to ask. Well, Sarah, uh, you know, I've been involved with a ton of issue advocacy across northeast Wisconsin. Sarah, your group, uh, Women Win, is putting together these rallies here, uh, including one in Green Bay, March 18th. Um, why specifically are you organizing these? What are they for? The whole purpose is to engage, motivate, and inspire around the Supreme Court in the election on April 4th. And so we are working with community leaders right in Green Bay. We're doing also um, a rally in uh, Appleton. So the Green Bay one is on March 18th. The Appleton one is on March 11th. And working with individuals like Kristen, who are helping us make sure that we've got people who are able to tell their story. I mean, I was just talking with a mom in Green Bay today who had a terrible miscarriage. She was about to go septic and what she would have done if she didn't have access to abortion care. Um, in this post-abs world, it could have been really awful. And so we want to make sure we're highlighting those stories. But at the same time, as we are talking about real people that have real stories and, and providers, we also want to make sure that we are motivating and, and making this fun. Like we're going to have musical performances. We're going to be having a poster uh, like kind of table where you can with your kids make posters. Because to me, it's not just about like, you know, moms. This fight is about all of us. It's about moms, dads, the next generation. And so we want to be as inclusive as possible and, and really making sure that we're bringing the entire community in on this. And, you know, Sarah earlier mentioned some of the things that were at risk here, but one thing she didn't mention, and it's all implicit in what she did say is gerrymandering. Our voting lines are potentially able to be, will be potentially able to be redrawn if we have a Supreme court that recognizes how terribly gerrymandered they are and how that does not serve the people of Wisconsin and gerrymandering your, the mandate that your representative has to actually represent you, to be accountable to you and to your community that's missing right now. And that affects every single one of us. So although only one in four women in this country will have an abortion in her lifetime, one in four women, it's a lot. Everybody Everybody is affected by gerrymandering, and that is something that we absolutely can change if we've got the right people at the court. Well, Dr. Lyle, you're going to be speaking at the Madison rally here. What is your message going to be for those who don't care about this, are apathetic to it? I mean, there are still a ton of voters, independents, and even Republicans too, but what do you try to say to somebody who just doesn't think that any of this matters or what they vote or should they vote at all? Well, I think there are different ways to message what's at stake here. But I think as a physician, for me, my big, broad message for everyone is that 
your individual freedom to make decisions about your own body, your own health care is at risk. It's not just at risk. It's not available for women right now. So that's going to be the number one thing that I'll really focus on. But, you know, what I really love to talk with people about on an individual level is what matters to you and how is the government right now interfering with your ability to live your life? Can you afford childcare? Are you, do you have access to quality, affordable health care? I mean, there are so many different things that people are not able to access in their lives because of the barriers, the arbitrary barriers that are standing in their way. So it's just a matter of finding, finding out what is it, what's the thing that matters to each individual person and making it relevant. And that's how we get people to the polls. That's how we get people to really stand up and care. Sarah, what do you look for when it comes to trying to inspire somebody to say, this is important. We need you in this. We need you to vote. We need you to be an advocate. We need to speak to friends and family and things like that. But where do you, uh, where's your inspiration from? And what do you tell people like when it comes to trying to really sell somebody like, I need you involved in this. To me, this comes down to individual freedoms and individual rights. And we're not just talking about this in a a fictitious way. I mean, this is, these are real issues that are impacting real people. And the Supreme Court actually has an ability to just transform our lives. I mean, we just saw how the Supreme Court overturned Dobbs and literally took away rights of half our population in our state. And we're seeing this with, as Kristen mentioned, gerrymandering. I mean, this is the will of the people and who you vote for. Politicians should not be picking who votes for them. Voters should be picking their politicians. But it doesn't just end with, of course, reproductive rights and gerrymandering. We're also seeing it right now with water rights. Um, There is a case that is going through our court system right now about PFAS, these forever chemicals that are poisoning our rivers and our lakes. And should corporations be held accountable for cleaning it up and taking care of people? That, the right to water, and also LGBTQ rights. I mean, Dan Kelly has said that he believes marriage should be between a man and a woman. So who you love. So to me, this is really talking about like, we're not just throwing fictitious things out there. We're talking about things that affect our everyday lives. And this is the most important election probably of the decade that can make a big difference. Both sides are on this abortion debate are gearing up for this Wisconsin Supreme Court race. Um, we've already seen record spending in the primary. We have two candidates, you know, the far-right conservative Dan Kelly and then also the liberal-backed Janet Protosiewicz. Um, This really does seem like a big opportunity, one shot to get this right. <laughs> um, when it comes down to it here, there is, a, and Sarah, you've already pressed on this, is that there is a lot at stake when it comes to this here. If this court remains in a conservative hands. What does that mean as we move forward here? I'll mention that Dan Kelly is endorsed by Pro-Life Wisconsin and Pro-Life Wisconsin wants no abortions for any reason, including, and they specifically say this, including the life of the mother. Tell me how that's pro-life because if a mother dies, the fetus also dies. It doesn't make any sense at all. And we know that people recognize that. So that's what the conservatives 
are trying to push, but they know that abortion is a hot button item and they know that it activates people because it's so deeply personal. So they don't want to talk about it. And if you listen to the way that they're messaging, they're not talking about it. They're trying to distract us. They're talking about Judge Janet and how she's already said how she's going to rule on certain things. They're doing everything they can to pivot away from the fact that they are not on the side of the people. They do not represent what we want, what we need in our lives. And they're going to lose because of that. I also just want to point out is that we elect our Supreme Court in Wisconsin and that these terms are not just two years, not four years, not six years, they're 10 years. So the person that we are electing on the Supreme Court will be serving for a decade. That is a long time. If you think back at what happened between now and 2013, a lot has transpired between now and 2013. And we've actually seen, for example, ways in which Dan Kelly, the conservative candidate, he was involved, for example, with the fake electors, um, with the election in 2020 and trying to help the Republican Party figure out how to overturn the will of the people. He ran his campaign out of the Republican headquarters. You know, at the end of the day, in addition to these rights that are so fundamental, Wisconsinites want somebody who has integrity. And I will tell you, Dan Kelly does not have integrity. And that is exactly something that we've got to make sure that we are also talking about with our family and friends when you're thinking about who you want to serve on the Supreme Court. We all have kids. I know Democratic Governor Tony Evers has said our kids should not be growing up. His grandkids should not be growing up with fewer rights than we do right now. What kind of future do we need to fight for right now so that they have something in the future? One of my favorite moments at the inauguration was when Governor Evers' granddaughter got up and talked about him and about how her brother can crush him at cornhole and how he's just their grandpa. And I think everybody kind of took a moment and went, wow, he is. I mean, he's our governor, but he's he's a grandpa. And I think that helps us all put things into perspective about what is important to us. I think about my own kids and the things that they care about and the things that they want me to advocate for and the things that they're willing to advocate for. This is their future. And it's our obligation to ensure that we don't mess it up for them. You know, when it comes to climate, I I just can't even believe that we can't provide clean water. I mean, we have all of these opportunities with PFAS and all of the pollution in Kiwani County and all of the other things that we can stop this, but we aren't. We have to do better on their behalf. I also think that, as Kristen has pointed out, we've got to make sure Wisconsin is a welcoming place for the next generation. We are one of the fastest aging populations in the entire country. And I was just talking with um, a woman just last week, and her husband is from Wisconsin. They want to move back to the Midwest, and they were torn between Madison and the Twin Cities. And they ultimately chose the Twin Cities because they feel like the Twin Cities, women have rights there. They're take care, they take care of their water. I mean, all the things that you want, we want this family to be here. And they're not picking Wisconsin, they're picking Minnesota or Michigan. And so to me, this is becoming 
we're losing almost our competitive advantage because people see us as almost in the dark ages, not moving forward with the rest of the country. And to take that back to the abortion issue, because we are threatening to criminalize physicians for providing compassionate, evidence-based standard of care medicine, doctors don't want to stay in Wisconsin. And trainees and residents are concerned that they're not going to get what they need, the training that they need to be able to provide the kind of care that they want for their patients. So in the face of a physician crisis, we're losing physicians, we're losing students, we're losing the people who we desperately need to hold on to, to take care of our aging population, as Sarah mentioned. We're making a lot of really bad choices in the short term that are gonna hurt us immensely in the long term. Well, Dr. Lyle, you are working in a role Minnesota right now. Um, and you've also kind of talked a little bit about rural hospitals, literally stopping providing some services for women's health care. What have you heard a little bit on that, some of that? Oh, yeah, it's happening all over the country. Uh, in Wisconsin, we've lost half of our rural obstetrical units in the last 20 years. And another 50% are operating at a loss right now. We all know that our health care system is really broken in this country. And it's really rural hospitals that are bearing the brunt of it and people who live in rural communities. I have the privilege right now to be working in rural Minnesota in a hospital system that is making it work and they're figuring it out. And it's just such a delight to be here and see some of these solutions. My great hope when I'm able to come back and practice in Wisconsin again is to bring some of the lessons that I'm learning here back home so that we can start fixing some of those problems. Sarah, if the courts and legislature are not part of this solution here um, to women's health care and a right to safe and legal abortion, what other options do we have? I think that it's almost a, a three-legged stool, right? We know that the courts are involved. We know the legislature is involved. And we can't forget the governor's office. I mean, the governor is doing what he can with his executive authority. You know, most recently he joined a group of other states to create a coalition to figure out how can they fight, defend, fund access to reproductive health care. Um, and so I think it goes back to we've got to think about all of our tools in our toolkit. And look, Terry, one of the most important tools is us. We as people and our voice and our kind of activism really matters and really makes a difference. And that's exactly why we are kind of going back to these rally for our rights is because you can help us. Um, and we need everybody in this fight with us. Everybody who's listening to this podcast could think of three friends who are like-minded and they could call those three friends or text those three friends and just say, Hey, do you have a plan to vote? Here's a real easy way to do it. And you could get three more people to do it. And you know what they could do? They could each get three friends to vote. This is how it works. This is how we get people out to make the change that we need to see in this state. Well, Sarah, your new pack here, Women Win Wisconsin, is working to turn out pro-choice voters up and down the ballot. What are some of the things that you're doing here besides the rallies here as you uh, continue to organize on this? So in addition to organizing and I think part of organizing these seven rally or six rallies across the state is we've got to make sure that we are meeting voters where they are. We've got to make sure that we are having these conversations because look, like I, I just think about as a mom, 
I mean, you're so busy figuring out what your kid's going to eat for dinner and what kind of homework they've got to do and what, you know, what they need to pack the next day that you're not keeping up with everything and really remembering there's a Supreme Court race and, oh my gosh, they actually have the ability to repeal the 1849 ban. And so that has been, I think, a lot of it is making sure that, you know, this isn't just a fight in Madison. This isn't just a fight in Milwaukee. This is a fight for all of us. Um, and that's been traveling and engaging with people directly, whether it is through social media, through, you know, going to groups, having those conversations. Um, but that has been a big piece of our work. You know, a lot of a handful of counties across the state, for example, have been adding an abortion referendum on the ballot and then talking with citizens about what that abortion referendum means and how your voice can be added. So um, we are, uh, you know, five weeks away, Gary. We are only going to get busier, only going to turn up the heat um, more because we know that this election, um, when Wisconsinites are engaged, this is something that they want their voice heard on, and this is the majority of us. Um, so we've got to let them know how to go to the polls to do that. Uh, Kristen, what do you think the uh, political landscape looks like here after the Supreme Court race? Obviously, we're then getting into the 2024 presidential and the spotlight on that as well. What does the political landscape look like in your eyes here as we move forward in the next couple of years? Positive momentum, Terry. I believe, I really believe it started in 2020. I believe that when we all had to line up at the beginning of COVID, remember what it was like in April of 2020? COVID was just starting. We had no idea what was going on. We were scared. Green Bay is supposed to have, what, 35 polling places? We had two. The people who got out to use their voices and get Jill Karofsky elected, those are the Wisconsinites who are going to push us over the line. And, you know, pay no attention to what happened with our legislature because we can't do anything about that because of our gerrymandered lines. But look at what happened with the governor's election and the AG and all of these other positive things that have been happening. We are going to elect Janet Protasewicz on, on April 4th. And we are going to continue with this momentum because it matters to Wisconsinites. We've got to get our maps back we could repeal this 1849 criminal abortion ban. The legislature could do this. Absolutely they could. And they know that Wisconsinites actually would agree with that, but they won't and they don't have to because they don't represent us. So we are going to continue pushing, 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 pushing. And we've got a general election coming up in 2024. That's going to be a total game changer, not just for Wisconsin, but for the entire country. Sarah, anything else you'd like to add? I think just kind of in closing, Terry, if people want to know where the rally for our rights is going to be held or how they can get involved, um, they can visit our website at womenwinwi.com. Again, that's womenwinwi.com. And hit the rally for your rights button. We've got all six locations in RSVP. There's ways to get involved. Um, share it with your friends because we're coming to a town near you and we can't wait to be in Green Bay on March 18th. 
Well, that's our show. Thank you to Sarah and Kristen for joining us. Check out the show notes to find helpful links to more information from today's discussion, like more details on the Green Bay Rally for Our Rights. Now, this show is focused on Wisconsin and our local community through interviews and group discussions. We'll take a deeper dive into local news, topics, and issues that come up. We'll also get to know interesting people that live and work in our community. Now, if you have a story idea or something to share, Send it to local and vocal Green Bay at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and uh, follow and subscribe, local and vocal, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our music is from the local band, The Dirty Martinis. My name is Terry Lee, and this is Local and Vocal, a Green Bay area podcast. <laughs>